our time is far spent, and um, I don't want us to drag it longer than necessary. So I'll face the main assignment for today. It is the Blessing Sunday. I'll teach a little bit on the power of the prophetic blessing, and then I will bless the church, and then we seal it up with the communion. Will that be fine, everyone? God bless you. Turn with me in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22 and Galatians 3, 13 to 14. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22. I didn't say Romans. I said Proverbs 10, 22 and then Galatians 3, 13 and 14. I want to quickly teach and maybe for a while, maybe a couple of weeks, I'll be on what I want to start this morning, the power of the prophetic blessing. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow with it. I'd like you to notice that the word blessing does not have an S at the back. It is not the blessings. It is the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. I want to hear it from you properly. Say, the blessing. All right, so this is different from blessings. The blessing, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. And don't be afraid of the word rich. Rich means to have an abundant supply. You need one man, you have ten men. You are rich. You need just a little bit of something and you have plenty of it. You're rich. That is what it means to be rich. You need favor somewhere and favor is coming from five places. You are rich. Like God is rich in mercy. You cannot exhaust the mercy of God. God is rich in grace. You cannot exhaust the grace of God. God is rich in glory. You can't take away all of the glory of God. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord. This blessing of the Lord is spiritual. It's a spiritual substance. It is not seen with the physical eyes. However, it produces what the physical eyes can see. The blessing produces blessings. What are blessings? You have a new car, that's a blessing. You've got new clothes, those are blessings. You've got a new job, you've got a new contract. Those are blessings, material blessings. But there is a source where they're coming from. It is coming from the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. Now go to Galatians 3, verses 13 and 14 and see where you have access to this blessing of the Lord. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing, now you want to switch off that fan, please, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. In this verse, verse 14, it calls it the blessing of Abraham. In Proverbs 10, 22, it says the blessing of the Lord. I want to submit to you this morning is the same thing. 
It was the blessing of the Lord that was given to Abraham. And it's the same blessing that is given to every born-again child of God. Now, how do we have access to this blessing? It is through Jesus Christ. When we surrender our hearts to Jesus and make him our Lord and Savior, regardless of our background, regardless of where we're coming from, we have the blessing. Can I have an amen to that? When we now talk about the prophetic blessing, we're talking about the blessing that is released through prophecy. The blessing that is spoken. The blessing that is prophesied. The prophetic blessing is usually spoken over you as a Christian by someone that has spiritual authority over you. Now, this could be your pastor and this also could be your parents. Amen? It could be either your pastor or your parents. Someone that has spiritual authority over you. Please, this thing is distracting me. Can you do something about it? Turn it off. Amen. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to give you some facts about the prophetic blessing. I'm going to start with it today and then wind up someday. Uh, but I, I want God, actually, I desire that God will set our lives in this church on a new pedestal. Let me tell you something that I told God, and which I told them in the first service, and which I'm going to say again. Now, we, as a group of people, need a lot of things. Now as a church, and then even as individuals. I'm quite close to num a number of people, and I know that people have needs in their lives. And the solution to whatever we need is not external. It is internal. Now, look at this fan that is making a nuisance now in this service. It's a complete nuisance. And they are looking for how to switch it off. They don't even know how to switch it off. It's like a chinko phone. You know, when you steal a chinko phone and you're trying to switch it off, it will make the louder noise trying to switch it off. That's to tell you that it is fake. Now, we don't need prayers about this. What we need is money. Amen? The solution to that is for us to have air conditioners in this hall. That's all. And we get rid of these 1864 fans. So, it is my desire that God will raise a hundred people. At least a hundred people that will be millionaires. And I'm talking about people that have legitimate work. Legit. Whether you're working somewhere in an organization or you're working for yourself or you're running your business. That's why it is for you that I'm starting this series. And this is very serious. No matter the kind of business you do. It's not the profession you belong to that makes you rich. It is the blessing of the Lord. You can be a fashion designer and you'll be an employer of labor. You can be a carpenter and be an employer of labor and get good contracts. In their multiple millions. You can be a builder and you are given the contract to build a whole estate. And let me tell you, don't get it twisted. People are getting these jobs. People are getting this contract. You can be a lawyer. You don't have to end up in just litigation. You go to court case today, charge and bail. You, you, can, you can defend or maybe go into oil and gas or something, maritime law. 
whatever you go into. And God will put his blessing on that. And you can be into litigation and God will put his blessing on it. Proverbs 10.22, our main text that we read, does it say, the moment you, be you become a medical doctor, that makes you rich. What does it say? The blessing of the Lord. Regardless of your kind of profession, the blessing of the Lord makes you rich. And he adds no sorrows to it. Can I have an amen to that? So this is what we're talking about. When we talk about the prophetic blessing, we're talking about the blessing that is prophesied. It is spoken over you. Whether by your pastor, that's a spiritual authority over you, or your parents. Because parents also can release the prophetic blessing on their children. What is the blessing? If you're writing, the blessing is God's empowerment for his children to excel, to do well, to prosper, to rise above and beyond. God's empowerment. Because to fulfill your God-given purpose, you need empowerment. Life is not a playground. For you to do what God has called you to do, you need power. Power. Empowerment. God's empowerment is the blessing. And you'll find out as I share with us a few minutes. I want to say that this blessing is 100% spiritual. It is not material, but it produces materials. In itself, it's spiritual, but it produces material blessings. It is the blessing that produces blessings. And this dates back to the beginning at creation. Let me correct something very quickly. There is a song we sing, Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed in the morning and I'm blessed in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. Beautiful song, but there is a major error there. Abraham's blessings are not yours. Oh, pastor, are you cursing us? No, I'm not cursing. Abraham's blessings refer to Abraham's gold, silver, platinum, copper, camels, horses, tents. Do you have any of those things? Come on, talk to me, Do you have any of them? Are you riding Abraham's camels to school? Do you have access to his cattle? No, you don't. So Abraham's blessings are not yours. Abraham's blessing is yours. The blessing of Abraham that God spoke over him in Genesis 12 is yours. Not what that blessing produced. So when you have the blessing over your life, it will produce the things that you need. Including a private jet if you need it. If you need it. Go to Genesis 12. Let me show you Abraham's blessing. Verses 2 and 3. Now let's take it from verse 1. So the Lord called Abraham and said to him, Get out of your father's country. Get out of your country and from your kindred. Yeah. And from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you. Now God began to release the blessing on him. I will make of you a great nation. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. And I will empower you to succeed. That is the meaning of bless. 
Blessed does not mean you sneeze and I say bless you. Blessed means empowered to succeed. And I will empower you to succeed and I will make your name great. Three people are in church this morning. And thou shall be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will empower to succeed those that empower you to succeed. You know what God is saying right there? I will help those who help you. Anyone that makes up their mind to make life easier for you, I will make life easier for them. And anyone who chooses to curse you, now, God is not going to curse. God blesses, he doesn't curse. But anyone that chooses to curse you has aligned himself with the curse. Let me break it down to our own contemporary English. Anyone that chooses to make life difficult for you, life will be difficult for them. We are not cursing. I am showing you what God said to Abraham. So there are certain people you don't make life difficult for. Because if you try to do that, something in the realm of the spirit will make life difficult for you. This same blessing was on Abraham, was on Isaac, was on Jacob, was on Joseph, was on all the children of Israel, and is on Fred. Glory be to God. <laughs> same blessing was on David. In Psalm 89, God said from verse, from verse 20, Behold, I found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Somebody's on the computer. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Psalm 89 from verse 20. Now, God said, I'm going to beat down his foes before his face. Now, his enemies will come against him, but I'm going to beat them down before his face. I'm going to strengthen him with my righteous right hand. Those who bless him, I will bless. Those who curse him have aligned themselves with the curse. I will not allow the children of Belial to afflict him. I will not allow the witches and the wizards to have the final say over his life. I will beat down his foes, his enemies, before his face. The same blessing on Abraham. And God said, Abraham, in you, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And you shall be a blessing. God spoke those words over Abraham. It is called the prophetic blessing. As of the time God was saying those words, Abraham didn't look it. So as of today, the 29th May 2022, you might not look like a multimillionaire, but God is going to make you one as you walk by faith and in obedience in the name of Jesus. Now listen, you know I rarely talk about money. I hardly talk about money. And the reason we don't talk about money as pastors is because many pastors are afraid of the social media. Because the, the, the people will say, you see now, it's about money, money. Shut up! It's about money, money. You need money. We all do need money. The reason I'm preaching and sweating this morning is because we don't have money enough to buy air conditioners and to buy a new generator, maybe 120 kVA to power it. Money is important. Jesus spoke about money. And he spoke about it a lot in his ministry. We do need it. So we had better start aligning ourselves with God's plan for our lives. 
We serve a God that takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Not in the poverty of his servants. Poverty is not a spiritual badge that you wear around to show your spirituality. You can't pay your bills. Does that, does that sound funny? Now your appetite is saying pizza and ice cream. Your pocket is saying gugura tepa. Is that funny? You want to register for a professional exam and you have to call your uncle, call your auntie, call everybody, almost borrow money from the devil. Does that look good on the child of God? They are spreading people's names around. They spread their name and their phone number and BVN and they say they borrowed money online. How much did they borrow? 21000 Isn't that crazy? Should that ever be heard in our camp as God's children that we are the ones borrowing, borrowing money online? When God said that you shall be a lender and not a borrower and you are, you are the borrower. That's exactly the opposite of the blessing. And that's called the curse. I personally hate borrowing. I hate it with a passion. People justify borrowing for many reasons. You know, we borrow when you know you can pay back. Borrow. The Bible says the borrower is the, is, the, is the servant of the lender. I don't want to ever be the servant of any human being. I want to be a servant of God. Amen to that. Nobody is as nice as someone that wants to borrow money from you. When somebody comes to your house to borrow money from you, he will greet your dog. Ah, bingo, how are you? You look good. He will greet the people he normally doesn't greet. He will try to be nice to everybody because he needs your favor. Why must we subject ourselves to that? And we are borrowing from unbelievers. We are borrowing from children of the devil. Some people can borrow money from the devil. If they see him, say, devil, I beg, borrow me. Later I go give you back and then I will rebuke you. Look, God hasn't conditioned us to be that way. Third John verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things. Above. Tell your neighbor, say, above all things. Tell another neighbor, say, above all things. That thou mayest prosper and be in health. Tell them that you may prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. The Bible uses the word prosper twice. Prosper. Prosper. When you borrow, it doesn't sound like prosper. I named my daughter Prosper. Prosper, girl. Prosper. Go everywhere and prosper. That was the blessing God released on Adam. All right? Let me not run ahead of myself. So I want to give you about four facts about the prophetic blessing. Number one, for those who are writing, right? It was the last thing God did at creation. The blessing, the prophetic blessing was the very last thing God did at creation. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. I'm in Genesis already. Praise God. Now he said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Yeah. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created him, male and female created in them. All right, what did God do next? And God empowered them to prosper. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, fruitful be, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. Listen, 
What could be more important than the very first set of words that the very first set of creatures heard from the Almighty God? Adam was made from the dust. He had never heard anything in his life. He was lifeless. God breathed into him, speaking the word of the blessing. So the very first thing Adam heard in his life was, Be fruitful. <sighs> Multiply. <sighs> Subdue the earth. <sighs> Replenish it. Oh, have dominion. Those were the words that woke him up into reality. Those were the very first set of words that Adam ever heard. He didn't hear the curse. He heard the blessing. Are you with me, somebody? That set his life on a trajectory. That put springs in his shoes. This is your destiny. Be fruitful and multiply. Now many people in the church world have interpreted and limited that to childbearing. Baby making. Oh God said in the Yoruba parlance so people just have children, no family planning. People have children they can't take care of. In this economy, this is what the Bible says be fruitful, multiply, be fruitful. Hey, bills are coming. And what kind of schools do you want your children to attend? You should think about that. After all, government schools are there. Government schools in Nigeria? Do we, sorry, okay, fine. Praise God. Now, God didn't, wasn't, wasn't just talking about baby making. Listen, guys. Listen, that's part of it, yeah? When he said replenish the earth, but that wasn't the only thing. God was saying, look, Adam, I've created you in the garden. I want you to own this garden and extend the garden all over the earth. That's why God said replenish the earth. Extend the garden and take charge of it. Bring my glory everywhere you go in the earth. Bring my presence. Bring my power. Bring my mercy. Fill it up with my compassion. Let people taste my grace everywhere. Nigeria today would have been part of the Garden of Eden. If Adam had not been stopped in his tracks. Extend the garden. You wouldn't be needing visas to go from one place of the garden to another place of the garden. It's the same garden. It's like when you go overseas, there are certain neighborhoods overseas, they have the same designs, same architecture, architectural designs. So all the houses look similar. That happens a lot overseas and maybe in some parts of Nigeria now, but it's more popular, more common overseas. Everywhere, same design, same pattern, everything, beautiful and clean. That was the mandate that God gave Adam. Extend the garden of Eden everywhere. Bring the blessing power everywhere. You get to a place that is dark, turn on the light. Turn on my light. I've given you my light. I've given you authority. Adam had authority over the earth. He became the God of this world because of the prophetic blessing. 
He was so powerful that in Genesis 2.16, God brought every animal to him and whatever name Adam named them, that's the name they are till today. He looked at one and said, you are... You have a trunk that is very long. That one is early. And then your body is big. Fant. Elephant. Till today. He looked at one and said, why are you behaving like a goat? Till today is a goat. Looked at that one and another one. You're a dog. A dog. Looked at another one that looked very kingly. As the king of the jungle. He said, you're a lion. Lion till today. No argument. Because God had given him his own authority. By the prophetic blessing, replenish it. Whatever you do, do it. Take my power everywhere. But then sin entered and Adam surrendered his authority to the devil and the blessing became the curse in the hands of the devil because whatever you put in the hands of the devil will become corrupt. Corrupt and corrupted. The devil carries a virus. When the virus enters your system, it corrupts your files. That is what the curse looks like. That was when sickness started. There was no sickness in the garden before. Adam was not reported sick. Eve was not sick. But they started becoming sick after the fall. That's why till today, the human body, you will discover, was designed by God to heal itself. If you have a fresh coat and just wash it with water... Just to guard against tetanus, that's why we put all the methylated spirit and all of these things. But naturally, your body over time is supposed to heal itself because of the blessing. Are you with me, church? So this blessing goes back to the creation. After God was done doing all of his work, the last assignment that God performed was to release the blessing. Why? Because without the blessing, Adam would not be able to do his work. He would not be able to carry out his assignment. The assignment over your life, God says, I want you to be the best nursing student in that school. I want you to be the best nurse in that hospital. I want you to be the best doctor in that hospital. I want you to be the best accountant in that, in that place of work. I want you to be the best engineer around, the best fashion designer in town. Look, when God says it, he releases the blessing to make you fulfill that office. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Number two. Genesis 2, 19, I, I quoted earlier, not 2, 16, please. 19. When Adam named them. Number two. The prophetic blessing is usually deployed and released through words. Through words. Now, it's not only through words. It also happens through touch. All right? Through words and sometimes through touch. T-O-U-C-H. And I'm going to show you an example of that. But first of all, okay, so let's talk about touch and then we'll talk about words. You remember that in Mark chapter 10 and verse 16, Jesus was teaching and preaching somewhere and the parents brought their children. Why? So that Jesus might touch them. And the protocol officer said, hey, get out. Do you think we're, we're playing here? We're talking about serious business. We're, we're talking about delegates. We're talking about uh, uh, they're cashing out. We're talking about high blood pressure. Why are you bringing children? Jesus said, hey, hey, hey. Let the children come to me. Because this is the kingdom of heaven. And if any of you will not receive the kingdom of God like a child, you won't get there. Children, don't keep, they don't keep malice. You do. I don't know how it is that as we grow, we become 
We get further away from God. I don't know. I'm from Christian virtues. When you see two children playing now and then they fight, they slap each other dirty. They slap each other dirty. You see the parents, they will call the two kids. Don't, have me, don't let me ever see you with that child again. If I see you with that child, I will beat you. It's a lie. One hour later, the two boys are back on the football pitch. And then the same team. And they are passing ball to each other. That's why the Bible says, in malice be children. But as adults, we keep malice for five years. Five solid years. How do you want to make heaven? I'm asking. Jesus loves children so much. The Bible says, and he took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them. Somebody help me tell your neighbor, say he put his hands upon them. And blessed them. And empowered them to succeed. This was one thing that COVID tried to take away from us. Touching one another. There's something about touch. A touch is powerful. I preached a message a few years ago on touch. A touch can be therapeutic. I read in a book by Papa John Hagee that in a hospital in America, they found out in a pediatric hospital that children survived. Children that were touched by the nurses had a higher rate of survival than the ones that were not touched by anybody. Now, these were orphans. These children were orphans, so they were brought into a pediatric home. And so they, they left some, they didn't touch them. They touched some other, some other children. As they rocked them and touched them and turned them around, there was therapeutic power flowing to those children. You and I know that there are times in your life when you are so overburdened, you are overwhelmed, and all you need is not it is well. All you need is just a hug from a friend. And the next thing you know, you are just crying on their shoulder. They don't know why you're crying. They just tell you it is well, and then they hug you, and that hug will bring therapy under five minutes. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? And COVID came and said, don't touch anybody. You don't touch anybody. We were all like infected rats. We saw our family members. We couldn't hug them. People ran away from each other. I knew from the inception, this thing was from the devil. Husband and wife will not be able to hold hands in public. What nonsense. I held hands with my wife. I held hands with my children. I put hands on them. Anyone that wanted to hug me, I hug. If you don't want to hug, that's your cup of coffee. I laid hands in the church. Ah, Pastor Fred, why are you doing that? Later, it is COVID. Pandemic. I don't know pandemic. <laughs> my life is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. I'd rather obey him than you, than your, than your nonsensical whatever that you're peddling around the world. And where is it now? Jesus said in Mark 16, 17 and 18, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, and they shall lay their hands on Zoom. Was it via Zoom, he said? No, they shall lay their hands on the sick. They, they, Jesus didn't even say they will pray. He said they will lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover because the power of God will flow through their hands. Are you with me this morning? The prophetic blessing can be released by a touch. That's why when anybody has a baby and they bring the baby to me, I, I take the baby in my bosom. I rock them on the back. I rock them on the head and I pray for them. I bless them. I saw that from Jesus. 
It is also released through words. How did God create the universe? Through words. How are you going to recreate your world? God created the world by words. How are you going to recreate your own world that you don't like? Your chaotic world. Where friends betray you. You are not making money. Your health is dwindling. Things are not going well. Pay attention to your mouth. Recreate your world by your words. Genesis 1.3, Genesis 1.6, Genesis 1.9, Genesis 1.11, 1.14, 1.20, said the same thing. They said, and God 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 said. And in the last verse, he said, and God saw. You will eventually see what you say. Some can say amen, some cannot. Because they've been saying nonsense. If you have been saying the right words, the word of God over your mouth, can you say amen? amen? When you wake up in the morning, I'm blessed and highly favored. It doesn't matter what I feel like today. This is the day of the Lord and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Genesis 1.22 And God blessed them saying, when God is releasing a blessing, he speaks a word over you. God blessed them singing. So the prophetic blessing can be released through words and can be released through touch. The curse also can be released through touch, you know. An example of the prophetic blessing is what we have in number 6, verses 22 to 27. God specifically told uh, Moses to tell Aaron the words to speak over his children. So when they come to church and you want to bless them, the priestly blessing. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. Bless means the Lord will empower you to succeed. And when you are empowered to succeed, God also will keep you. Because listen, by the time the blessing of God begins to show forth in your life, there will be people who want to come and exterminate your life. They want to come and drag you down. They want to come and abort that blessing. And it will not be possible for them in the name of Jesus. Because the Lord will keep you and keep your blessing. Can I have an amen? A woman told me some time ago that every time she gets pregnant, that's when she will have a funny dream. A goat could show up in the dream and, and gore her. The next thing in the reality, she sees blood. When she sights blood, threatened abortion. On and on. How come? Because when God is blessing you, Satan likes to rear his ugly head. But I repeat, the Lord will not just bless you. He will bless you and keep you. If you know what that means, can you say a better amen? Yeah. Especially in Nigeria. Everywhere is hard. Economies, somehow, when God blesses you now, you want to be careful how you enjoy your blessing. <laughs> but the Lord will bless you and keep you. Yeah. God said to, Adam, to Moses, to say to Aaron, say to them, God chose those words. If God chose his words, then Wisdom tells us to also choose the words of God. Jesus chose his words in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. says, when you are faced with a mountain, stop gathering prayer everywhere. You gather prayer online. Prayer on Zoom. Prayer on YouTube. Prayer on MixLR. Prayer everywhere. Eh? No. When you are faced with the mountain, he gave you nine words to speak. Mark eleven twenty three. 
any mountain, whether in your health, your education, your academics, your finances, your relationship. God, Jesus said, if you are faced with the mountain, say to the mountain. Don't say about the mountain. Say to the mountain. You this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Nine words. It can be less if you don't say be thou. Be removed and be cast into the sea. Jesus said, and if you don't doubt in your heart, he said you will have what you say. You may doubt in your head. We all doubt in our head. Ah, God, how will this happen? Quickly cast it down. Casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and go back into faith zone, you will see it happen. Can I have an amen? Some of you will have scholarships very soon. You will enjoy local scholarships. And you will enjoy international scholarships. That just came to me and it will happen. This service is a blessing service. So I'll be releasing a lot of blessings. Get it. Get it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Number three. I have only four facts. Number three. I have many more. But for this service, only four. This prophetic blessing is activated by faith. Is activated by faith. It answers to faith. You must believe for it to work. I can bless you. If you don't believe, it won't work. Say, Pastor, that was how you blessed me last year. That was how you blessed me two years ago. And I didn't see anything. And some people online who were not even in the physical service would get the blessing and get the testimony. Somebody was in the UK watching, watching one of our healing services, communion services, during the, the heat of the pandemic. He had tested positive and he was watching in England with his wife. I didn't know they were there. I've never met him. I don't know him. But his younger sister was here. She's still here. And maybe she's watching now. <laughs> and after the service, the man said to his wife, get me the test kit. My faith is alive. I believe God has healed me in this service. Communion. We were taking communion here. He was watching online. Tested using the kit. Positive became negative. So, it's about faith. It's not about, uh, well, Pastor Fred, I'm in, in, I'm in Mokola, I'm in Ibadan, I'm under you. You can be under me and you're not here. Some of you are probably here physically now, but your mind is at home. Some are here now, you are sleeping. The Lord have mercy on your soul. While some are glued to their computer from ar around the world. The prophetic blessing is activated by faith. There is a law in the kingdom of God. That law is found in three places in Matthew. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 13, 9, 29, and 19, 28, uh, 15, 28. Matthew 8, 13, Matthew 9, 29, Matthew 15, 28. Jesus activated that law. And that law says, be it unto you according to your faith. It is unto you in this kingdom according to your faith. It is unto you according to your faith. It is unto you according to your faith. Tell your neighbor, it is unto you according to your faith. It is not unto you according to the economy of Nigeria. Economy might be nose diving, but God says, arise, shine, for your light is come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The darkness may cover the earth, gross darkness the people, but the glory of God shall be seen in your life. Can I have an amen? If you believe it, it will be done. In fact, when things are hardest, that is when God's children begin to do projects. 
of the blessing. There was darkness all over Egypt, but there was light in Goshen. Goshen was just a little portion of Egypt. Yet, there was light there. Because the Israelites were there. The descendants of Abraham, the Jewish nation. Why? The prophetic blessing. Oh, Pastor Fred, but I'm not Jewish by nature. I'm Igbo. I'm Yoruba. I'm, Tuk I'm, I'm, I'm Ausa. Whatever you are, if you are in Christ, you are Abraham's seed. Galatians 3.19. 29, sorry. Galatians 3.29. Galatians 3.7 says, you must know that those who are of faith have become the seed of Abraham. And verse 8, it says, God, knowing that he, would, he was going to bless the world through Abraham, preached the gospel to Abraham, saying that in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In verse 9, Galatians 3, he said, those that are of faith have been blessed with faithful Abraham. Somebody say, I'm already blessed. What connects you to the blessing? Faith. Faith. Faith connects you to the blessing. Can I ask you a question, church? Sickness. Is sickness a blessing? What about a little disease? Can it be a blessing? All right. Does sickness make you richer? Can a disease make you rich? No. As a matter of fact, it makes people poor. Makes them broke. There was a woman in Mark chapter 5, and I believe verse 26. The Bible says she had an issue of blood for 12 years. She had spent all her earnings, all her savings on physicians. She had spent all her life savings on one consultant in UCH, another consultant in UCL, another consultant in St. Mary's Hospital, another consultant somewhere. She had spent all her money. Sickness made her broke. But in one day, Jesus showed up and she reached for the helm of his garment, and sickness flowed from Jesus to her. Is that what you have in your Bible? What flowed from Jesus to her? Disease. What flowed from Jesus to her? Healing. Healing is part of the blessing. It flows by faith. If you can connect to Jesus in this service, no matter who you are, the blessing will flow into your life. If you can connect. There were many people around Jesus that day. They did not connect. They were singing, he's my connect. He's my connect. But they were not connecting. They were dancing around him. They were calling him father, father. You know the song. But they were not connecting. One woman did not sing all those nonsensical songs. She just came by faith and connected. And the blessing flowed. It's unto you according to your faith. Whatever you need this morning, if you can connect to Jesus by faith, you have the blessing. How did we even get the blessing in the first place? Galatians 3.13 tells us, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Some say, ah, pastor, it's because of my background. I'm this broke because my, my dad is broke, mom is broke, my grandparents were broke when they were alive, so I inherited being broke from the family. That might be your story. That might be where you were coming from. But my Bible tells me that wherefore if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things have passed away and all things have become new. Look, I have proven this in my life. I come from a very humble background. You know, we call it humble. We don't call it poor. Humble background. But this small boy standing before you is a blessed man. It's not a function of how much I have in my account. It's a function of the Jesus in my heart. It takes me places where money can't take me. Where money can't take me. 
It makes me meet people that ordinarily I'm not qualified to meet. It might take me 20 years to meet them, if it's by qualification. But that is what the favor of God can do. I saw one of our brothers at an event yesterday. He came with the speaker of the House of Representatives, Nigeria. That's like the number four person in Nigeria. And our brother was one of the official photographers carrying camera. I said, this is the kind of testimony I like. The kind of testimony I want for the members of my church. Not lequestic testimony. Not a life of hardship. Not a life of being broke and you are celebrating it. If you are broke, it's your business. Stop singing that song. Because you will continue to be broke. And you, I don't understand why Christians like to curse themselves. You don't know it's a curse. Because of the melody. It is melodious. So why don't you change the... If I die now, my business... Would you like to die young? Is that a blessing? It's a curse. Just like being broke is a curse of the law. Stop toying with the toys of the devil. Stop playing with the toys of the devil. This young man met the speaker and we spoke. A man had seen severally on TV, on the internet. Somehow, God just arranged for us to meet. Very soon, God will just arrange, I'll meet the vice president. I want to meet him, he's a believer. I don't know about the president, but I want to meet the vice president. And the day I meet him, well, I've met him, but we haven't spoken. But the day we actually meet and speak, I will come back to the church and tell you the testimony. Amen? Amen. That's the way the blessing has changed my mentality. I'm from Mokola. My mom used to sell pepper by the roadside. There was nothing I never hawked in my life. I hawked pepper, I hawked garden egg, I hawked gure. You know what they call gure? Some call it gure, some call it gure, some call it gure. Whether it's goo or goo, water leaf, water leaf. I sold it, I sold oranges, I sold during Ramadan. I'll go and sell in Sabo, I will hawk it and say, Galemu. That's come and buy orange. So I didn't go to Harvard. I'm not a graduate of Harvard or Yale. Forget my English, it's just grace. I went from United Brothers School, to St. Gabriel Commercial Secondary School, Sabo Ibadan. That's where I went. But I have come to understand that it's not a function of your background. It's not a function of where you're coming from. Wake up! It's a function of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mighty people have walked up to me to say, I like you. Thank you. You have done a good job. I like the way you speak. Mighty people, mighty. Some of them don't know I know them. And they're meeting me for the first time. The blessing. I know how to activate it. The blessing. The blessing. No matter your profession, no matter your business, look, you should attract prominent people. That's what God will bring into your life. I said that is what God will bring into your life. Is somebody not the personal physician of the president? Somebody is the doctor of the president now. Why can't he be a member of my church? Somebody is the personal doctor of the governor of the state. Why can't he be a member of my church? And that is what I'm asking God for. Those of you who are photographers, you should be photographing good people, not photographing nude. Those nude people, nude, uh, what do you call them now? Models, they are broke. They are broke. If you want to photograph models, God will bring you in contact with good people, good quality people. 
That's what the blessing can do. The blessing brought Joseph. Who knew Joseph? But the blessing brought him from prison to the palace of Pharaoh. Pharaoh removed his ring and said, Joseph, rule over my people. By your word shall my people be ruled. I pray for you. Nations will open up to you. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. In the name of Jesus, your skill will attract the captains of industry. It's the blessing Sunday, so get it. When I'm talking like this and sweating, I know why. I want God to raise at least a hundred millionaires from the expression house. That we will never, ever have to write the adult church or write anybody anywhere to support us. God will give us enough of what we need and more than enough from this house. I go to my point number four. The prophetic blessing shapes your future. It actually sculpts your future. S-C-U-L-P-T-S. Like the word sculpture. It carves your future in stone. It cannot be erased. <laughs> this is one of the secrets of the Jewish family. An average Jewish family, a, not average, a typical Jewish family on every Sabbath, the father will lay his hands on the children, one by one, declaring the blessing on them. What do they say? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you. The Lord grant you shalom now and forever. When they wake up in the morning, the father will ask, Shalom, if all is well, the child will respond, Shalom. Then the father will release the prophetic blessing singing, Shalom. 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 That's how it goes. No wonder. These people are the richest in the world. Trace it. Trace it. I'm not talking about the Guinness World Record. Not everybody shouts. Not everybody releases their net worth. So don't get it twisted. Ah, oh, no. The man is from South Africa. Oh, well, you don't know Jack. If you know certain stinkingly rich people in Nigeria, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked to the marrow. They don't shout. Mm. Forget those ones, those ones you see on, on the magazine and everywhere. There are people that are quiet. And I'm talking legit. It is their culture overseas. When a celebrity enters a boutique, they will shut down the boutique, tell everybody to go, because this celebrity wants to shop. For example, maybe a footballer, someone like Lionel Messi, enters the shop like this, they bounce every other person. A friend of mine, his uncle was in a shop in America. One of these very popular footballers flew to America and he wanted to shop there. As he got in there, they wanted to bounce everybody. My friend's uncle said, who is, I don't want to mention the guy's name, he said, who is, X, Y, Z. Say, who is he? Say, no, sir, respectfully, we just wanted to know. He said, who is he? What does he have? They stood back. This is a Nigerian talking. The Jewish people, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, 2016. My host family was driving me around Charlotte, and I like Charlotte a lot. And someday, if I like to relocate, I'll go there. I like Charlotte. 
One, North Carolina loves Jesus as a state in America. That's one state where you see car stickers, you see Jesus is Lord on car stickers. That's rare in the U.S. You see a billboard and they say Jesus is Lord. I saw it with my eyes. It's a predominantly Christian state. Now, everywhere beautiful. Then they took me to this neighborhood. We were driving through the neighborhood. In fact, where they were living at that time, the estate was owned by Jews. I said, why is this place so clean? I mean, I've been to other places in America. I've been to Atlanta. I've been to Maryland. I've been to other places. Why is this place so clean? They said it's owned by Jews. Very rich estate. Then they now took me on excursion to where the Jews actually settled. My God. Even the grass there, the the greenness, pardon my English, of their grass was different. Then I began to do a research. Why are these people so rich? I learned that before money can go out from the Jewish community, it must have circulated at least a hundred times. What does that mean? When a Jewish man wants to buy food, he will go to another Jewish man that runs a restaurant. So he spends Jewish money to a Jewish man, a fellow brother. When he wants to cut his hair, he will go to a Jewish barbing salon. When he wants a designer cloth, he will go to a Jewish designer whatever to buy. So their money revolves in their community. So before their money goes out, it must have circulated about a hundred times. I tried that in this church some time ago. It didn't work, but it can work. We can make it work. I said, I want somebody that sells recharge card. Let me know if you sell recharge card in this church. As a student, you can sell that. You can have that as side business. Nobody sell. Nobody was selling. Nobody sold it. So I said, okay, I'll be buying from my bank app. On the average, I buy like two to 3,000, sometimes 5,000, depending on how I have to talk. <laughs> I communicate a lot. Call church people, call business people, call whoever. And nobody was selling. You know why? I didn't want to spend my money to the, for the bank. They're already rich. I wanted my money to go to my church member. And that church member also wants an outfit. Look for designers in this house. Patronize them. Look for barbers in this house. Patronize them. Now, it's very tough for me to give you my head to cut. Because of the nature of my hair. And because of the amazing work that is ongoing there. But I can recommend you, if you're good... And if you are good, if you prove yourself to be very good, I'll give you my hair to cut. We should have this camaraderie. We should have this family spirit. I want to buy Fanta. Who sells Fanta in our church? I want to buy small chops. I want to order 20 packs of small chops. Who does that in this church? Ask first before you give your money out. I want a makeup artist. Who does it here? I want a consultant, a doctor, or a dentist. Do we have one here? Find out! Let me tell you another thing that the Jewish, the, the Jewish family, what they do. This blessing that the parents release over them, if the father is not available, the mother will release it. But usually it's done by the fathers. So as a mother, you can do it for your children. This blessing follows them everywhere they go in life. Everywhere they go. I was sharing with auntie at the end of the first service and she told me something I never heard before. The kind of love that exists in the Jewish family. She told me, if a Jew lands in America today, it will, you will never find him do many jobs. Cleaning the floor at McDonald's, 
flipping burgers. You don't find Jews there. You know why? Because the other Jews in America will ensure that they set him up and give him a job in a good company. So he's landing as a big man. Let me tell you another thing she told me that I never knew. When a baby is born in the Jewish community in the U.S., you know what happens? Every Jewish family in the United States will send one dollar to the account of that baby. So they will use the money to open an account for the child. Can you imagine the number of the Jewish families in the U.S.? The moment they hear a baby has been born to a Jewish family, they send a dollar, a dollar, not ten, not hundred, just one dollar. So the child starts life rich. If the parents squander the money, is their problem. Can we have that in Nigeria? Never. In fact, when you put the money together, parents will spend it. Can we have our brother landing and we support him? No, we don't. Even overseas, Nigeria, now then they do Nigerians. They are the ones that tell the police, well, oh, it's whatever. Whatever. Why can't we show love? In the church, why can't we show love? Somebody's business is doing well. Can we use social media to promote that person? But it is us that we say, oh, you promote him now. He's super boy. His hands are like this. If you promote his business now, he will now be coming and trampling on everybody's head. Every man to his own. Every man to his own. It's a selfish statement from the pit of hell. Can I support my brother's business? Some of you, your friends send you their business. They say, please, kindly help repost. To repost is a problem. Social media. Sure. Sure. You can't help you. You can't help your friend repost or reshare their business. When our church members in the different universities are vying for a position and they want somebody people to vote for them, do we vote? Yeah. Whoa, I don't have time. It cost me five, uh, five MB, five MB of my data. Eat your data. Eat it. I'm telling you the secret of the Jewish community. The carry face. Like, it's not my business. But it's your business. If your sister does well, you're also doing well. Let me tell you something. Why we should never, I am, my wife knows, I don't, there's nothing anybody has in this world. So, Jomiloju, I don't know how to say that in English. There's nothing anybody has that I would do like, ah, I've never seen this before. If you like, go from Escalade to Porsche Cayenne to Porsche Panorama. It's your, it's your, it's your blessing, amen? Praise God. As a church family, we are all on a queue. When God blesses one of us, he leaves the queue. The queue becomes shorter. Somebody's next in line. That person goes, the queue reduces. Somebody else is next in line until you are next in line. The line is moving. Can I have an amen? amen. It means it will soon get to your turn. Can I have an amen? amen? That's why you should never be envious of someone else. You wrote exams, somebody passed more than you did. Don't worry about that. Rejoice with them because your own time is still coming. Life is not yet over. There are still many more exams in the future. And they will yet rejoice with you. Can I have an amen to that? In 2012, a survey was done of world population. UNESCO has this, United Nations, they have it, all the statistics. The world population in 2012 was 6.23 billion. 6.23 billion. 
10 years ago. Now we're a little above 7 billion. And 10 years ago, the Jewish population was just about 6.13 million. I wrote it down. Let me check. I'll give you an accurate figure. 14, sorry. 14.3 million. 14.3 million. The world was 6.23 billion. The Jewish community was 14.3 million. You know that percentage? 0.0021. That's the fraction. 0.0021. They were a minuscule group of people. Very few in number. When they came together as a nation in 1947, Arab nations around them gathered together from Libya to Egypt to some of these countries to Iran. They wanted to annihilate them. They wanted to remove them from the map. Till today, they are still making efforts. And God keeps giving Israel victory. One time, they were shooting rockets into Israel. Their reporter said, the God of the Israelis is fighting for them because we don't know how he's rerouting our rockets in the space. They will shoot to Israel to go somewhere else. Because there is an El Elohe Israel. God, the God of Israel. And let me tell you something. El Elohe Israel is also El Elohe Nigeria. Can I have an amen to that? We don't have to be Jewish by nature. God didn't make a mistake for making me Yoruba and making me Nigerian. I don't know about you. Maybe you, made it. Maybe you were born by mistake here. That nonsense we used to say when I was in Mokola. I was supposed to be born in Britain. In I was mistakenly born in Nigeria. No! God doesn't make mistakes. What makes the difference? The Jewish understood the power of the prophetic blessing. Out of all the Nobel Prizes in the world, in medicine, in IT, in pharmacy, in agriculture, in commerce, 27% of all the Nobel Prizes in literature, in the arts, 27% of the Nobel Prizes goes to the Jewish community. The Jewish community made a landmark, they have made a landmark achievement in every field, including immunization, children immunization, rotavirus, rotarix, pneumococcal conjugate, all of the vitamin C for children. The Jewish people started it, of which many of us today or in time past, were beneficiaries. Some of us that would have died of yellow fever, Lassa fever, guinea worm, cholera. But the Jewish community came up with those immunizations, those vaccines. You know why? Because God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Including your family, including my family. And can I tell you what? Because we are in Christ now. Galatians 3.29. In us shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I thought some people came to church. I thought my mic went off. I said in us shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You go anywhere, it is a dry ground, you will bring the blessing there. You go to a, to a hospital, they say it's a dry place, it's already moribund, you will bring life there. You go to an organization that is not making profit because they hire you. That organization from that month begins to make profit. Because you will bring the blessing of God there. Can I have an amen? When our satellite church started here, there have been churches there before. The orange tree in front of this church never produced fruit. It had, it had leaves every year. Leaves. Leaves. 
It was like the fig tree that Jesus crossed in Mark 11. When our church went there and started, the man there is my favorite man of faith. Pastor Sunday, me? And he began to decree, this place is the holy ground. This place is a blessed ground. This place is blessed. My church is blessed. My members will be millionaires. I learned some of these things from him. He said, Fred, bless them. You will see what you say. I said, ah, how did I forget? I do it in my prayer time, but let's do it publicly also. In less than one year that our church opened there, the orange tree brought forth fruit for the first time. People were coming to pluck the orange and they said the orange is sweet. Next harvest now, I will tell pastor, reserve my own oranges. When you go into farming as a child of God, if the crops of other farmers die, your own crops should not die. Let me tell you another breakthrough in the Jewish community. About 2016 or so, I was in UI. A man came from, the, from South Africa. He said he had a meeting with the Jewish foreign minister for commerce and industry. Trades, commerce, and industry. And the man told him, we just made, our IT guys just made a landmark discovery. What discovery? They came up with an app. What was the app about? Irrigation. The app will be the one to tell the farmer, this crop you want to plant requires so-so volume of water. Now, if it's going to rain the next couple of days, the app will alert the farmer that it's going to rain and tell the farmer how much water it requires for optimum productivity. If you see the vegetables in Israel, if you see their fruit, <laughs> oh my God, I've not been there, but I've seen all these things. I see them from time to time. And that land used to be a desert. But God said, I will make of you a great nation. And no enemy could stop them. Let them keep trying. Let them be sending missiles into Israel from Gaza, from Palestine, from uh, Iran, from Iraq. It will not work because of God's covenant. That same covenant is what you have. Can I have an amen? God had that covenant with Abraham. Are you Abraham's child? Are you Abraham's seed? So we expect the same blessing. Therefore, I release the blessing on you this morning. That the Lord will bless you. The Lord will prosper the works of your hands. The Lord will enlarge your territory. The Lord will enlarge your coast. The Lord will raise helpers for you. The Lord will give you the gift of men. Your men will not be few. In the name of Jesus. I wrap this up with the story of Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. Genesis 27. From verse 25 to 40, I will tell you what happened. Isaac was old. His eyes had become weak. He couldn't see very well anymore. He was about 180 at that time. He called his son Esau the firstborn. You are a hunter. Go and get me grass cutter. You know the animal they call grass cutter? Or ya in Yoruba language. Get me some okete. Get me some game. Make me barbecue. Make me pepper soup. Make me asun, the type that I like. Let me eat it so that I will bless you. There's a lesson to learn from there. Bless your parents. Bless your pastor. It's not a popular message in the stone church because people will talk. Say, hey, the pastor is asking for money. I'm not asking you for money. I'm already blessed. But you know what God said about me, which he also said about you? Whoever blesses me, he will do what? 
Simple. It is the secret of many thriving ministries. I am not telling you what I don't do. I do it for my father in the Lord. He doesn't ask me. I do it. There are certain things I can't even share from the pulpit. Isaac said, make it for me. Let me eat it. He wasn't a poor man. He said, let me eat it so I can bless you. I want to enjoy it. There are certain blessings that enjoyment provokes. Bless your parents. Those that they already have everything. What will I buy for my dad? What will I buy? buy something. Do something. Not everything is prayer, prayer, prayer. Some things you do will open the doors of blessing over your life. Rebecca had it. She invited Jacob. She helped him to prepare it in the way that her husband loved. No man knows, no man knows, no woman knows a man more than the wife. If I want to eat beans, none of you can cook beans the way my wife does it. If I want ogbono, there's a way she, pre she prepares, not prepare, prepare my ogbono. That's the Igbo way. The Yoruba way is prepare. That's often mano. But my own is ofe, 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 ofe mbise. See my life now. I wasn't like this before. All the ofe's turned me like this. Listen. Jacob prepared it. Esau had gone to the field to go get it. He came too late. By the time the thing was done, and they prepared it and dished it before Isaac. Isaac said, how come you got it so quickly? Because in his mind, it would take the guy some time to kill the animal, then to prepare it. You know what Jacob said? Jacob said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. Learn the lesson from that. From this moment go, I prophesy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, supernatural acceleration into your life. Amen. Supernatural acceleration into what you do. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There are blessings God will bring to you quickly. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Jacob lied though, but Isaac believed because Isaac knew that God could bring it quickly. Learn that. It doesn't take 10 years to do certain things. God can bring them in 10 minutes. Fast forward. Baba sat up. He suspected the voice. It was the voice of Jacob. But he felt the hand and the neck. It was the feel of Esau. Because they had made God's skin for him. Jacob heard. Let's look at the blessing. Genesis 27 from verse 25. Bring it near to me, my son, and I will eat of my son's venison. There is something about your parents enjoying something from you, not because they can't afford it, but because their child, their daughter made it. Some of you need to... Don't, don't, just, just make dinner. Make dinner for your dad. Make dinner for your mom. Say, mom, tonight you're not cooking. Let me be the one to cook. Ah, oh, at you, but more enjoy, more enjoy. It was made by my daughter. Some of you are the, you are the horse of Union Bank. Aka, Aka gum. Don't do that. One of our sisters. 
One of the people that recently traveled abroad. I won't tell you the country she traveled to. So you won't know who I'm talking about. In the church where the family now worships, which is a branch of our church in that country, every church was given a bill by the senior pastor for dunamis, including us. We paid 300000 by the grace of God. That was the bill we were given. In that church, the pastor announced, 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 then the people gathered money in dollars. After they had gathered money, my own girl here in Expression House went to the pastor after service and handed him $200 and said, Pastor, this is my contribution for dunamis. The man said, what? How old are you? Ah, and you have this understanding? He called my pastor in Satellite Church and told him, because they are friends, you know what the pastor in Satellite Church said? He said, because Fred had trained her. Fred has trained those children. Now there are some of you have trained and you are listening. Some of you are coconut head. But that coconut head, God will turn it around to a good head today in the name of Jesus. I had that testimony. I was rejoicing. The $200 didn't come to me. It came to the church, but I was glad that somebody listening to me could do that. A young girl. I don't want to hear that it's my church member that is borrowing money online. They're now putting your picture everywhere. I don't want to ever hear that. If they ever send me a message bearing your name and you are owing, there's a sister now, she's in soup. She doesn't know. I just got a message a few days ago. I will see her this week. And she will have to explain to me what she did with the money. We are children of the Most High God. Stop borrowing. Drink, Gary. Drink, Gary, you will not die. The one that drinks Gary today will eat chicken tomorrow. Don't eat the chicken of tomorrow today. And drink Gary tomorrow. That's not God's plan. That's why I don't have money. That's why I'm not coming to church. Trek. Trek to church. Trek. You will not die. Nobody in history, in the history of the church, has ever trekked to church and died on the way. If you die on the way, you go to heaven. God will forgive all your sins. But you, you will even die on the way. Can I have an Amen. They trekked for 40 years. Their clothes were not old, were not worn. Their shoes, I don't know how God did it. The shoe was their size. As they grew, shoe grew. None was feeble among them. So what's your problem? I live in Ajibode. I don't have money to come to church. Trek from Ajibode to church. I trekked before. It doesn't, it doesn't kill anybody. I was telling you something before I shared that lady's testimony from, from that country. I almost mentioned the country now. Thank you, man. I was talking about, yeah, the blessing of Isaac on Jacob. So let's read. Bring it near. Let me eat the venison so my soul may, may empower you to succeed. And he brought it near to him and he did eat and he brought him wine and he drank. He satisfied his father. And his father, Isaac, came, said unto him, Come near my son and kiss me, my son. Now, that's not kiss between husband and wife. It's just peck, hug, all right? And he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his raiment, the clothes he was wearing. And empowered him to succeed. And said, she, the smell of my son, is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. 
There is a smell from a blessed field. That becomes your smell from this service. You will wear the blessing of the Lord as your perfume. Everywhere you go, you will ooze the pleasantness of the perfume of heaven, which brings favor in the name of Jesus. When you wear a good perfume, people will like you. Ah, what's that deodorant? What's that perfume? I like it. Now your perfume may be 2,000 naira, but the blessing will smell on you. Only three people came to church. Next verse. Therefore, now he began to swear the blessing. God, and I want you to say amen with all your strength. God, give you of the dew of heaven. Dew makes life easier. When the surface of the ground is dry, God sends dew from heaven. Iri. Iri onu. Ase. Iri bukun. Ase sori nyiluru ko jesu. Iri. When the dew comes down, you can't deny it. It comes early in the morning. May God give you the dew of heaven. And the fatness of the earth. When Adam sinned, God told him, out of the sweat of your face will you eat bread and the ground will hardly produce for you. That's, that was the beginning of hustle. Hustle. Hustle started from hardship of the ground. But look at the blessing. The blessing reverses the curse. For you, you will enjoy the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Your kitchen will never be dry. Amen. When we moved to the house where we live now, I went to the kitchen and I, we have a store. I stood in front of the store and I prophesied. I said, you this store, you will never be dry. No matter what we give out, we give plantain out, out of the one they give us. We give rice out. We give eggs. We give food. that People, people need food. Food. But that little store has never known dryness. I don't like too many things cluttering my store. So let's give out so that fresh ones can come. Don't store things that we, that we spoil. Some people, some Christians, uh, they're so stingy. God will turn that around in the name of Jesus. Next verse. Let the people serve thee. And nations bow down to thee. Amen. Be Lord over your brethren. Amen. And let your mother's sons bow down to thee. Amen. See what God said. Cursed be everyone that cursed thee. Amen. And blessed be everyone that blessed thee. Amen. When people mistakenly curse me, I ask God for mercy for them. Because I know the implication. Church members curse their pastor sometimes. Can you imagine what pastor is doing? Does that make sense? <laughs> That's a curse. It's not a blessing. Some of you are very rude. Very extremely rude. But you know what I do? I pray God for mercy. 
God for mercy. When some of you are becoming very rebellious and stubborn and too big for your shoes, I go to God and say, God, just have mercy. Because I know more than you do. I know that the devil is setting some people up for destruction. So he will bring them against their pastor, bring them against their parents, bring them against spiritual authority over them. They don't know, they think they're just being themselves. So if I join the devil in destroying you, the destruction will be very fast. But I will never join the devil in his business. So I go to God and say, Lord, have mercy on this boy. Have mercy on this girl. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Let them realize what they are doing and repent so that you can bless them. Some of you walk out on your parents. Your mom is talking to you. Ah, may you find mercy in Jesus' name. If you have done it before, may you find mercy in Jesus' name. It's not good though. Don't do it again. All right? Don't do it again. It's not a mark of being a big boy or big girl. It activates the curse. This blessing covers you. If anybody blesses you, they are blessed. If anybody makes life easier for you, God will make life easier for them. If anyone makes life difficult for you, it's the same thing that will happen. The devil will make life difficult for them. That's what the blessing does. Let's go on. And then I wrap up here so I can bless you. So it came to pass. As soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, he saw his brother came in from his hunting. Late comer. Jacob had gone with the blessing. Then he came. And he said, Father, arise, come and eat. Oh, he had made some barbecue and suya and asun. The thing was shaking like this in the plate. He had garnished it with garlic and lettuce and onions and tomatoes. Oh, green pepper. Mm, mm, mm. My father, arise and eat and bless me. The father said, who is that? He said, me, Esau, your first son. Isaac screamed. He trembled on his bed. He shook an old man. The old man shook. Oh, 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 oh. Your brother, your brother. I bless your brother. I bless your brother. And he will be blessed indeed. Because the prophetic blessing is irreversible. It is irrevocable. You can't cancel it. You can't annul it. You can't rescind it. Esau wept. My father, please, don't you have at least one blessing left for me? A jaw, a jaw, one, one, give me one. He said he has taken everything and you shall serve him. Instead of the blessing, now course remain. I've blessed him. You'll be his servant. And you too, you have fatness of the earth and some wine, but you will serve him. But then the time will come when you become restless. When you have dominion, you will break his yoke from off you. It was more like a curse. Esau wept. He said, I will kill my brother. These two times he has cheated me. Is that not why they named him Jacob? 419. He 419 me twice. One, he took my birthright. Two, he took my blessing. Shut up, sir. He didn't take your birthright. You gave him. You came back from hunting that day. You were hungry. Instead of you to go and cook your own food, a little patience said, no, Jacob, give me, the Bible calls it mess of pottage. In Yoruba language, 
asaro or ebe ebe asaro eleko rede rede he said i want to eat it now and i guess the guy put crayfish i guess the guy put ugu oh have you eaten that kind of asaro before stop eating this brook asaro that is yours yaman pamoye pamoye are you a man eat the Igbo kind of asaro Oh God, it is garnished with ugu, ugu vegetable. It's still green, no? After they prepared it, it's still green. They put onions, plenty of onions, crayfish. Then they tear some fish. They tear it. Sometimes when my wife wants to do overdue, she can, she can cut, mama, mama. So each spoon you take is taken. Is loaded. Is rich. That was the time. Are you hungry now? The Lord will bless you. That was the type. And especially when they now put chicken on one side, grilled chicken, and they put some sauce. You know that kind of sauce that they put, uh, they put on your, why are you frowning at me now? He saw that and said, give me a bed. Jacob said, give me your bed right. He said, who that one help? Who bed right help? Take the birthright job. Birthright! The right of the firstborn that can't be bought with money. There are about 24 blessings that go with that birthright. He lost it all. New Testament tells us, let there be no profane person among you, a fornicator like Esau, who for a mess of pottage sold his birthright. Young people, Wait. I want to have sex now. I must have it now. I want to enjoy. Enjoy myself. Wait. Wait. Stop selling your birthright. Shengbo. Enyanti anima shaun. Anfani adubo. Atenyin boda. Afurubin. Onfurubin kakiri. Stop selling your birthright. Fornication means you are selling your birthright. You are selling it. Ah, grace has covered it. You are selling it. Don't let them lie to you. Esau tried to get it back with tears, but it was too late. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Once the blessing... Is decreed, it is established. So you shall decree a thing, Job 22, 28, and it shall be established unto you, and your ways shall be full of light. I do this for my children. I've done it this morning. I don't do it every morning, but I do it frequently. And I really want to be doing it every day now. That's how Jewish children go to school. Their parents don't allow them to go to school without releasing the blessing. That's how they do well. Go to school and become the best student. And graduate, best graduate. And start working, best worker, best doctor, best accountant, best engineer, best builder, best IT, best web designer, best fashion designer, best makeup, best, whatever they do. 27% of Nobel Prizes goes to the Jewish community. That's the largest. It goes to the smallest community. Stand on your feet, everybody. Have you been blessed?
I'm blessing you this morning with five scriptures, some of which we have read. Genesis 1 and verse 28. After we receive this blessing, we'll seal it up with the communion. When you come in, blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way, but they will flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouses. And in all that you set your hand to do. He shall bless you in the land which the Lord has given to you. Listen, in Nigeria, you are blessed. In Ghana, you are blessed. If you go to Pakistan, you are blessed. Saudi Arabia, you are blessed. Somebody joins us from Solomon Island. Solomon Island, you are blessed. You go to the UK for further studies, you are blessed. Your family relocates to America, you are blessed. You go to Canada, you are blessed. You go to Europe, you are blessed. You go to Asia, you are blessed. You go to other parts of Africa, you are blessed. You go to the Caribbean, you are blessed. You are in other cities in Nigeria, not in Ibadan. And even in Ibadan, you are blessed. Because some people are joining us from Ife, from Lagos, Parakot and everywhere. Listen. <laughs> Whatever you set your hand upon to do, God will bless it. The Lord, the Lord shall establish you a holy people unto himself. In the name of Jesus. All the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. Henceforth, armed robbers will be afraid of you. Bandits, terrorists, kidnappers will be afraid of you. Those of you who are students, cultists will be afraid of you. Assassins will be afraid of you. In the name of Jesus. The Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. All the good things you need, God will give you plentifully. In the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your ground, everywhere the Lord takes you to. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure. The heaven will give you rain in the season. Bless your land. And the Lord shall bless all the work of your hand. And you shall learn to many nations. And you shall not borrow. You will not borrow online. You will not borrow on site. You will be a lender, not a borrower. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will not even borrow money to buy equipment. God will supply equipment to you. The Lord shall make you the head. And not the tail. You shall be above only. And never beneath. In the mighty name of Jesus. The last scripture.